Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Hey, senders, welcome back to the segment podcast. This is episode 75 with our special guest, Robert Schumacher. Robert Schumacher is also known as Biker, the Biker Bar podcast, uh, B1KER. Sometimes people call him B1ker, but all the same cool dude. Robert was able to jump onto this episode, and we talk a lot about mountain biking, night riding, and somehow we end up on the topic of aliens at the end. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and are listening to this either on the way to a trail or on the way back home from a good ride. Before we jump into the episode, I do just want to say, please take a look at the supporters and sponsors of the segment podcast. I've put all of their links in the description box below in the show notes, but just to name off some of the folks that do support the segment podcast, it is YT Industries, Tasco MTB, Pulo Wallets, Spoke X, Afton Shoes, Goop Industries, Spy Optic, Dianese, as well as Better Bolts. You're going to find promo codes for discounts for these companies, as well as affiliate links down below. If you're looking for something from any one of those companies, please click on the links below and help support the folks that support this podcast. Without further ado, I'll take you straight into the episode with Robert Schumacher, a.k.a. B. Wunker, or the host of the Biker Bar, Mr. Robert Schumacher. Let's go. Hey, what's up, senders? We are back with another episode. This is episode 75 with Biker. That's right. Robert Schumacher is on the podcast, Biker Bar podcast host. We're just going to be talking about mountain bikes, and tomorrow is actually 720, and 720 is International Mountain Bike day which is a great day for all of us it's just a holiday that uh everyone's created i guess i tried to look it up to find out where this came from and it doesn't really have a source but it started four years ago and it's just a holiday for us mountain bikers which is pretty rad um robert is backstage i'm gonna bring him back up we're just gonna jump right into it talk mountain biking answer your questions say what's up and hang out for an hour so without further ado mr robert schumacher Yo, what's up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. We got uh, it, we see Timothy Haley is is in the audience right there. It says, "What up?" Checking in from Big Bear. Oh, he's back to Big Bear, dude. We had drinks with Mr. Timothy Haley after Ride and Shine. Did we? Yeah, at his. Uh, I think we went to his trailer. Oh, okay. At I that picnic we table. I'm yeah. so bad with names, dude. <laughs> he but, says, uh, Robert, what up, bro? <laughs> not much. Yeah, that was interesting what you were saying about the International um, 
mountain biking day because I never even heard of it until the other day um, the Outsider MTB said something about it. And I was like, what, what is that? I don't, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, so uh, International Mountain Bike Day is July 20th, right, MTB Day. It literally sounds like it's a movement that was created just to try to get all of us together, synced up as a unified group, just to help strengthen the community. And uh, I tried to go into it and look at, so I have it pulled up here, Robert. I tried to yeah, look at- a little about length there. What's that all about? Yeah, right there. It says- uh, Ride MTB is Ride MTB Day is back with your help. It's going to be bigger than ever. We started the Ride MTB Day four years ago with one goal in mind: to get more people out on the trails to enjoy the stoke that riding a mountain bike always brings. Since then, July 20th has been recognized around the globe as the international holiday of mountain biking. Huh. Dude, does that mean we could take the day off tomorrow? I feel like that's a good reason to take the day off. I think I'm feeling like it's a vacation day. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, I identify as a mountain biker, so I definitely feel like I should be able to have that day off. Totally, totally, right? Oh, yeah, Trail Monster in the house. What's up, Trail Monster? Welcome to the show. Timothy Haley is also Zach, the Tumor Warrior. I don't know if you got a chance to meet this kid. He battled a brain tumor in 2017. This guy was riding a mountain bike. Zach crashed on his mountain bike, Robert, and that crash led him to the hospital. It was that bad of a, of a crash, and through that is how they found the brain tumor. Had they not found that brain tumor, it definitely would have been fatal. He had no clue. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's funny how life um, does those kind of things to people, you know, where it's like it would feel like it's something unfortunate, but somehow it becomes a fortunate event. Totally. You know? Totally. His battle is great. When you when you look at it, it's inspirational how he's gone through it. And I think it was a total of 15 surgeries that he had to go through to get to where he is today. And he is back on the mountain bike. And uh, he was out there at Ride and Shine with us all having a good time. And the kiddo plays football. He's, uh, he's, he's a beast, protects the quarterback, Fair and uh, still going after it, which is awesome. So you got to talk to me about, um, I, I know the people that listen to your podcast don't know this, but your background has changed since the last time I was on your show. Yes. You're, you're like just raking in all the YouTube money now. You got your own <laughs> yeah. I got inspired, man. I, I did like an Amazon shop and I got the little LED lights after our show. I looked back on when I was on your show, it was in December you had like the cool LED lights and you, you were talking to me about how you put up the shelves and everything. Uh -huh. And uh, since then I asked the wifey if I could use the office as the studio and she fully was like, go for it. So got the beer fridge here in the back for the folks who are on live looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little record light right there. Autographed deck right there from Steve Caballero. One of my, one of my buddies out on the mountain bike and a uh, legend in the skateboard world. So, you know, try to try to spruce it up a little bit. Right on, man. Yeah, no, it looks good, dude. Definitely looks way different than before. before this is I my uh, th this is my my in not in the garage studio here. So <laughs> because what makes this place great is right over my shoulder there is an air conditioner, oh. and the garage is like 105 <laughs> degrees right now. Holy, not gonna happen. <laughs> holy crap, man! That's it's crazy. It's so hot up here right now. It's nuts. It seems like a heat wave. It's like, uh, is it a humid hot there too where you are or just? No, just it's just dry like it is now. Dry heat. Dang, man. We have these crazy 
monsoonal type storms that happen down in Mexico, but they'll push up some, some of that humidity up this way. So we've been getting these like kind of weird, humid, hot, I don't know. It's oh, nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. We definitely don't have any of that around here. It, it was just like, I mean, I was riding right before this and it was about a hundred degrees and I call it shadow hopping because like, <laughs> as you're like climbing, you just, you're like jumping from shadow to shadow and just like, oh, God, I can't wait to get to the next one. Right. Hopefully <laughs> there's a ton of the shadow hopping when you're climbing too. Right. Just right? like, yeah. good Lord. On those days when you're out, I guess it depends on what you're riding, but would would you you just half shell the whole way because you're because it's that hot or I pretty much wear a half shell like ninety-nine percent of the time. And one uh, percent of the time I'm actually like, Oh, I should be wearing a full face. And then then I do. And uh I've really been trying to make a conscious effort of wearing the full face more often. I was actually just talking to Seth about this on my podcast, like the last episode. And um, I think it's just cause I was like a kid of the eighties and nine, you know what I mean? Like we didn't ever wear helmets and every, when I got a full face, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear this on those gnarly rides. And then I would go do something like Downeyville, you know, it's like 14 miles of downhill, just pulling balls as fast as you can. Right. And chunking yeah. stuff. And I'm still wearing a half shell. I'm like, no, I'm going to wear this full face on, you know, like serious days. And then, and I realized that I was just always waiting for some serious ride Yeah. that I don't know what it's like some kind of unicorn or something. That <laughs> so I've been trying to make a conscious effort like to wear it more often, but um, I definitely do, do you wear a full face a lot. I, I try to, but I'm, I'm also a newer writer. I, I started in 2020 and the closest trail system to me is Greer. So it's got a lot of rock on it. And, uh, I started with a half shell and, and people were like, oh man, you gotta just get a full face. Cause things can go wrong quick with those, with those rocks out there. So I'm kind of used to it. And, and now with the helmets being so light, yeah. it's, it's insane, you know? And all the different vents on there. So yeah, I, I, I try to ride full face all the time. Yeah, I have that Cali in, Invader. It's not a DH certified, but um, it's it's a full face. Basically, like the, the chin bar is like passes the moto test. It just couldn't get the DH certification because some of their air vents are so big. Mm -hmm. But um, I wear that. And honestly, like it doesn't really feel too much different. And I will say that I enjoy wearing the full face when I do because I'm one of those guys that sweats a ton. Uh -huh. And when you're wearing goggles, it just like it's not a problem sweating a ton when like it is like if you're wearing glasses, like I have to wear like a headband and I have to squeeze it out like every 10 minutes and I'm still sweating all over my glasses. And that usually happens like right in the middle of a downhill taking section. But, right. The first bump. Boom. Right. Yeah. Like, you're like, water oh, great. Now I can't see. And I'm going 25 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> There's a rock drop around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll be okay. Everything's fine. Just <laughs> Does the, the, the goggles, I mean, do they soak up the sweat for us? Cause I, I, I hear you, man. The same thing when I wear the full face and the goggles, I'll be sweating, but it never drips into my lenses. It, it must just, I think it's just the way that the goggles are kind of like the foam of the goggles that the sweat just kind of goes around through the foam and then just doesn't get in, get in your face. I don't know. Or it's just magic. Some things magic is, is okay. 
Magic is perfectly yeah. fine. I like magic, which is awesome. <laughs> Trail Monster saying he wears a full face 95% of the time, but we got the desert chunk out there. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, they got some, I'm, I'm assuming he's like Arizona or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Some good stuff over there. Uh, every year I usually go to Sedona and typically on that trip, we go to go ride in Phoenix too. So, um, usually ride South Mountain every year, but we went over to a place called Halls. Okay. It's got like mostly flow over there, but they got some chunky stuff over there too. So Arizona's definitely got some some fun stuff. It, Dude, and cactus. Yeah, right. Cactus galore. I found myself with cactus in the side of my butt cheek this oh, last no. <laughs> this last trip. I was on the side of the trail trying to pick it out with my pants down. And I swear there was nobody there until I was trying to get the cactus needles out. And then everybody and their mother literally were trying to ride by. And uh, that was like fun to explain what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Standing outside a trail with your, your pants down around your ankles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Riding Dirty from uh, Arizona is also out there. He says, wish I had more time. Had to get back to AZ. He's just leaving Southern California, it looks like. Uh, leaving Snow Summit. He was out there for a couple of days. Dang. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I was close to where you were, man. Uh, was it uh, two weekends ago? Sky Park. Dude, it seems like a lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I I, um, I pretty much ride every day. And um, not every day is mountain bike. But, like, because I ride so much, it just it's it's hard to keep track of like how long ago things were yeah i mean back whenever i used to ride just on the weekends and every once in a while like one midweek ride it, it would be pretty easy to be like oh yeah we went to um wherever like four weeks ago but now it's like i don't know was that last week was that yesterday it all bleeds together when you're putting um, in how many miles do you think you're putting in a, in in a week Typically around a hundred, but some of that's what? road. Yeah, some of it's road though. So holy crap, man! But yeah, I think because last year I, I I wasn't doing as much road. I, I kind of like pulled back on the road and then just was riding. I was riding mountain bike like five or six days a week, and I hit like three hundred thousand feet of elevation by the end of the year. Damn! But I don't think I don't know where I'm. I'm gonna try to check while I'm talking here. I don't know where I'm at in terms of that this year. Like, will I be able to hit 300,000 again? I'm not sure. So right now, this year, I'm at just about 1,800 miles what? and wow. 163,000 feet elevation. So you're more than halfway in the month yeah. of July. You're right on. You're right on the bubble. Yeah, right on. But I wanted to hit 500, but I don't know. I don't, I, I really have to step it up, but I've been trying, I wanted for a while, I've wanted to do a ride that's 10,000 feet of climbing in one day. Uh -huh. And, um, I think that I'm going to start ramping up to do that. And whenever I, I do go for that, then it turns into like every ride is like three, four, five, six thousand feet. So the, the elevation like adds up super fast. That's super you know? fast. Yeah. Yeah. And as we get later on in the year, I mean, right now trying to to climb that in 105 degrees is is awful. But as it cools off, 
Yeah. Um, that'll be more doable. But then the problem is, is that the sun goes down a lot quicker. So. Yeah, but night. Have you, you never have you never been night riding? No, I oh, I bought dude. lights, but I haven't gone yet. What lights do you have? Uh, I don't even know. There are ones that are rechargeable. I don't even know how many lumens it is. <laughs> well, if you use them and you're not crazy about them, I can I can tell you there's outbound lighting, outbound lights. Uh-huh. Those guys, their their system's pretty dialed. They were there at, at um, Sedona, but anyways, if it, it that's the secret to riding in the winter, dude, is night riding. Okay. And honestly. Even this time of year, it's good, too, because you can just go out at, like, 9 or 8 and starting to cool off and then ride into whatever amount of darkness you want to ride into, and um, and then it's not super hot. All those guys in Arizona that were chatting earlier, they know all about it. That's what they do. They either get up super early or ride super late. Yeah. Trail Monster and Riding Dirty, let us know if you guys are out there with the outbound lights uh, cruising the trails. I, I see the Colorado kid does a lot of stuff like that where he does night rides and he's saying like, there's all these eyes looking back at you. Like, you know, like the reflection of eyes and all mm-hmm. the predators are out. Is that true? Oh yeah. There's definitely like, there there's like a little bit of a spooky factor to it, but there's some like cool shit that happens too. Like uh, there's this one trail locally called connector uh-huh. and it's t- kind of, you know, it's a single track ish trail, you know, like maybe single track, double ish track, you know, and it's got a real good canopy around the, the trail. And I've been going down that trail on more than one occasion. And like one or two bats will be following, like being right in front of you. Whoa. Like just going down the trail, like swooshing all the corners and stuff with you. Whoa. And basically, like your light is attracting the bugs. And then the bats are just like, it's like freaking like a fast food, like drive through for us. It's <laughs> like screaming down the trail with you, just like filling up. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that's pretty rad, dude. The biker bar food buffet is open. Right. And those bats are going for food. That's good. On the other hand, you'll hear like what sounds like a Sasquatch in the, the, the trees, like, Sounds like they're like ripping bushes out, but it's probably like a field mouse. But like <laughs> when you're standing there and you just hear all these leaves crunching and stuff, you're like, I'm out of here. Drop it to gear 12. We're gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is like I'm a slow climber. So all my friends are like, Phew. Yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's always the slow one that gets <laughs> Who Who put <laughs> barbecue sauce on my back? You bastards. <laughs> right? Like, why can't we hear this crap at the top of a downhill? That'd be great. It's always the last person on the bottom of an uphill. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, my God. That's so funny. If I were uh, getting eaten, you know why. Yeah. Everyone put barbecue sauce on your back and bailed <laughs> on the <laughs> uphill. <laughs> right and Dirty says, beast mode, Rob, on, on your climbing. If you get 500,000, bro, that's, that's going to be insane. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen this year. The way that I was riding, because, like, this is what happened, like, I was, you know, doing a lot of road. The lady and I were doing road like five days a week. So we would just do this like little 20 mile loop out of the house. And then on the weekends I would ride. And then some days during the week, sometimes I would double up and I would do a road ride with her. But then I would do a mountain bike ride on like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something like that. But like kind of like something smaller, like a thousand feet or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. And um, I don't remember what it was like. She, she for whatever reason we kind of like peeled off 
pulled off some of the road riding. And I was like, I'm just going to try to see if I just add all those mount, like mountain bike days in and just start putting in like all kinds of elevation that like, would it just turn me into like this beast of a climber? Right. And what, what I found out from my experiment was that road biking actually makes me a better climber than adding more, more mountain bike days. Really? Yeah. It's really surprising, but I think it's because on the road bike, you have that like steady, like cadence of cadence of like pain cave. Let's just call it right. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just like trying to like hammer. <clears throat> and, and if you think about it, when you're climbing like a big, long climb, it's the same thing. You're just like, your legs are like super engaged for like 30 minutes or, I mean, you guys are yeah. climbing big climbs. Like we are up here in Northern California. Like sure. You'll have these like 30 or 40 minute climbs. Right. And yeah. I'm looking for gear 13 and 14. I'm like, that's right, all I right. got is 12. Damn. <laughs> right. So that like cadence that you're doing while you're road biking is really close to that. And I, and I feel like, like even whenever I had jumped up where I was doing at least a thousand to like when I was doing mountain biking, like six days in a, a week, I was doing like a thousand to fifteen hundred, like on the weekdays, and then on the weekends I would do like I don't know anywhere from two thousand to five thousand feet, or like on each day, right? Wow. But um, yeah, it just it really didn't it didn't affect it much. Like I I notice it more now. So what I'm doing now is just Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the road bike, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday is mountain bike. I wonder if the road is just really building up that endurance because it's just like constant struggle bus for that long period of time. Yeah. But I also like the thing that I like about the road too, is that because I'm riding like pretty much, I, I I'm almost always riding like six or seven days a week. And um, when you're riding that much, there's road days. Like sometimes I could just chill. Like I can go do 20 miles, but not like, like hammer. Right. Yeah. So then it's like, it's kind of like almost like a, a, a rest day, but like you're still out spinning and doing something, you know? Yeah. Moving the body, pumping the heart, get the blood flowing. Yeah. I got to do something because I like as much work as I put into burning calories, I like am just as efficient putting like all kinds of bullshit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so like otherwise I wouldn't weigh 250 pounds. And I, you, know, you talk to some guys, they're like, Yeah, I'm riding seven days a week. And you look at the mileage, you're like, Holy shit, this guy should be fit as fuck, but no. <laughs> Dude, two fifty though, man, you're coming back down. That's that's great. Cause I know what was your goal? For those of you who haven't seen uh Robert's got a great video on his YouTube channel where it literally says, I'm gonna die. And it's talking about how it's just like that that uh, awareness of health and you went on this health kick or spree where you were, you were almost 300, right? And you're trying to get yeah. down to 220. Was the, yeah, was that was the 301 goal? pounds whenever I stood on the scale that day. Yeah. That was a good yeah. video too, by the way. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. It was a fun one. It was a fun one to like, um, it was fun to make because it was like, all right, I'm going to get my shit together. Let me put this out there. But the thing that was really cool was I didn't realize how many people that I was going to inspire. And um, I never really thought about inspiring people when I started my mountain bike, like my YouTube channel. It's like, 
I'm a fat dude that likes to ride bikes and drink beer and eat chicken wings, man. Like, <laughs> definitely you're not going to be coming here for inspiration. <laughs> and, and then to like have all these people like, man, you like changed my life. I like lost 50 pounds or I wow. like, did this or like, oh man, it's crazy. You're like, just listen to people tell you these stories and you're thinking, wow, that's, that's insane. Like all I did was like put that out there and the ripple effect that it had is just, um, it's phenomenal, you know, to yeah. like, to feel like you have that kind of impact on people is definitely not something I ever, ever really thought about when I started my YouTube channel. I mean, let's be honest. I started my YouTube channel. I was like, I want free bike parts. That's really what I was looking for. <laughs> you know, and, you, like, and, you're, and you're getting that. Right. No, I, I, I didn't get any further than that. <laughs> but how cool, dude, that you actually have people that are telling you that you've changed their lives. I mean, the video that you put together was so well done and it told such a great story. And then there was even like, we're all coming out of the pandemic but you put out some cool, some interesting stats that make you stop and think like, I really should be monitoring my health here, man. I need to kind of prioritize that because there's a lot to be around for, you know, and uh, to see your journey was cool. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I'm, I'm going to be 45 this year. And at this point in my life, I've had friends die from like, all kinds of different stuff, you know, and some of it's like when it's an accident, you know, like, oh, like I got in a car accident. All right. I can rest. Like you, you, you can just like kind of like compartmentalize that. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're one of your buddies gets like prostate cancer and dies or one of your buddies like has a heart attack and dies or Dude, and then you're so like, young. yeah, then you start thinking about it. You're because when you're in your 20s, you're invincible. Yeah, man. Nobody's dying. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. They should have died, you know, and and now you you start seeing that happen and you're watching, you know, what happens to their family or, Mm. or even how it affects you personally. Like my, I had a buddy that, that had a heart attack and died. And, um, I never realized how good of a friend he was until he died. And when he died, I like, you know, you, you look at things a little differently yeah you know what i mean and it was yeah. like holy shit man that was a really like we were really good friends you know yeah and uh things that you kind of just took for granted and shit and then you start it only takes a matter of time till you start reflecting on your own life and you're yeah. like man like that dude didn't know that was happening that day you know what i mean Right. Yeah. You look at that clock and you have no idea what the, what those hands are going to be calling upon you later that day. You know, you just have no clue. I've always lived my life in a manner of like really trying to enjoy it right now as much as I can. So not that I want to die tomorrow, but I feel like if at any given time, like I would be bummed out that I didn't get more time to, to fuck more shit up. But like, <laughs> right. But on the other hand, it'd be like, yeah, I mean, I know, like, I, I definitely like, I did my fair share of stuff, you know. Totally, yeah. And sometimes you notice too, time flies by when you're worried and stressed out about something. You're like, where'd all that time go? And then whatever that event was happens, and then it's gone. And you're like, where'd the last three days go? I was so stressed out about. But when your time is up, you don't get to go back and get those three days back and go. Shit, I should not have worried about 
that one event for three days. I mean, yeah. I totally missed out on a lot of stuff. What a bummer. Yeah, I'll tell you, I um, I went through a divorce when I was younger. Then at this point, it's almost like almost 15 years ago. And, um, you know, like we were talking about how some shitty things can happen that are like turn out to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of those things that it made me really like it changed my perception on my life because before that I was really focused on my career and like how much I put a lot of worth into those things, like where I was at my job. And, um, after I went through that divorce and I, I it just, for whatever reason, it made me like kind of prioritize actually living my life more mm-hmm. than, than like judging myself on my financial successes or, or whatever. And it was really a good thing for me because that's whenever like around that time I got back into mountain biking again, I feel like it made me a better father because, you know, when you're, when you're alone with your kids, you have to be a better father than, than, than you can be when you have a partner, you know? And, uh, it, it just, uh, it really like completely changed my, my perspective on my life. And now it's like, I 100% go to work just to make money to go do the things that I want to do, you know? That's cool, man. And yeah. I feel yeah. like like I'm, I'm a much happier person from that, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, that live to work versus uh, work to live type of yeah. thing. And you hear it all the time. I mean, people make it to the top and they're rich and they're miserable. It seems to be more of those cases, rich and miserable, than wealthy and happy, you know? For some reason, I just wanted to prove to everybody that I was in high school with that, like, I was better than they thought. Yeah. You know? Did and you? I, huh? You did. I felt like I wanted to prove that, but then real, I realized along the way, like, what the fuck does that matter? Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. I was spend my life doing this. Right. Like, those people don't even give a shit. They right. probably don't even remember who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And those employers or companies or businesses that you run, it's, you know, they don't put anything on your tombstone. That's just uh, part of the part of that dash that's in between those two dates, the date you were born and the date you passed away. That dash says a lot about what we do, man. I think that'd be like a squiggly line. (laughs) It's like it's like comes in sideways. (laughs) Dude, that's what I love about mountain biking is that I feel like whatever you have going on, whatever you're chasing after it equalizes us all on the trail. It's just you and that path in front of you. And if you got some buddies, a little bit of dust, you know, if they're, if they're in front of you and you are in that moment and you are just soaking it in for that two, three, four minutes of that ride and you're smiling and you're hooting and hollering and you're trying to survive and you're getting close calls, you know, and you're getting control over your bike again and you're hucking something. And then it's you're at the bottom and it's just like, ah, what a cool Right. And then the rest of the time, it's like bills and stress and all the other things you can get lost in thinking about. But man, I think that's why mountain biking is one of the cool reasons why I think people love mountain biking is it forces you to be in the present. Otherwise, OTB. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 100% why why I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's the same thing with skiing. I always you know kind of say the same thing. Like, you can't I mean, I think mountain biking more more so than skiing because I mean, when you're skiing, you get to sit on a lift and do whatever the hell you want on there, right? 
Right. But like with, with biking, it's, it's like, you're, 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 you're only able to really think about one thing, you know, like, yeah. Keep pushing your pedals down. Like when you're climbing, it's like, not like you're thinking about paying your bills. No. You know, you're like, man, this the hammer. I yeah. hate this thing. <laughs> I don't even want to do this ever again. Like, when am I going to get to the top? Right. <laughs> God, I wish that was lighter. <laughs> oh, did you see that dude with this, the e-bike just go by? That guy's yeah. a dick. Where's like, the telly rope? <laughs> Why is my derailleur making noises? And then you're like all stoked that you did it, you know? And um, then you just go down and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, man. It's the best. Right. Oh, my gosh. Taking a look here at the chat. We, uh, man, trying to catch up here. People were talking about the night riding. A lot of people do the night riding, it looks like. We got uh, Marty Richards from Octodad from New Zealand. Says, what up, MTB family? Sounds like it's raining out there in New Zealand. Dude, Marty, send some rain our way. And he's saying, start riding around sunset. It's the best. Oh, interesting. Start off on the sunset right into the dark. That would be pretty That's cool. Pretty fun. Yeah. Also, someone here is saying, uh, wear a wear a headlight and a and a handlebar light. Yeah, so you definitely need them both. Uh, when I first started, I would like if you only have the money for one, put one on your head. Okay. But I can tell you real quick, the first time that that thing just dies out of nowhere uh -huh. and you're freaking hauling balls down some trail <laughs> that has some exposure on one side, Good all God. of a sudden you're like reevaluating why you were being a cheap ass and you didn't buy another light. <laughs> but it only happened to me once before I was like, yep, there's another light. <laughs> Dude, that would be gnarly. I also hear that if you just have it like on your handlebars, it's bright and then you don't have one on your head but you look off into your left or right it's like pitch black yeah that would be well, and the problem too. with your handlebar if it's only on your handlebars there's times when your handlebars are not pointing the way that the trail is so like oh, say you're going around this rock right but the trail is yeah. going to the right and you're turning to the left to go around the rock uh, like your headlight is out you can't see in front of you anymore good lord so that's where the headlamp is is best because you're able to like directionally look at you know what where you're headed look where you're going yeah, yeah. geez especially if there's exposure not so not so right the, the thing i'll tell you oh. though that the night riding does is because of the color of the light it, uh -huh. it makes the shadow and like where it's coming from makes the shadows a little weird okay and it also makes like the like the contrast of the ground not stick out as much so you Ooh. end up having to ride like a little more loose and whenever you come from riding at night a bunch to like back to riding in the day uh -huh. you just feel like you have so much more control because it's like somebody gave you like an extra sense you know yeah. you're like you can just see so much more and and then you're used to riding kind of loose because at night something may look like it's a smaller rock and then you hit it and you're like oh that was pretty big like so you yeah. definitely have to ride just like loose is the best way i can say it so it, Dude, it helps it helps for your day riding as well. I hear a lot of people say that they've hit stuff at night and then they've gone back and looked at it in the daytime and they couldn't believe that they hit it. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't think I would have done that if I would have really seen it, seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can believe that. I could hundred percent believe that. <laughs> right and dirty, one of the Arizona boys is saying they start at 5 a.m. out there because of the heat. And then Trail Monster is saying lots of rattlesnakes out at night is the only thing. Yeah, dude, I, that's a good question because I have Greer out here where I am, and it's already Rattlesnake City. Do the do the rattlesnakes? They come out at night, don't they? 
I have no clue on that stuff, dude. I should know. I should know this stuff. Uh, I for a long time never ever ran into them, and then last season I ran into like three or four of them throughout the season, which like really blew my mind because I've been riding bikes since like the nineties. Good. You know? and, like, yeah. To not see them at all, and then all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you see the the if they're like sprawled out on the trail in front of you? Do you, is it do you bunny hop? Like what's the what? I think it just depends on the situation, like how much time you have. Yeah. If you I mean, start. I was riding with my buddy, one of the ones I saw last season, and and it was we were on a trail that's like legit single track, like not much wider than than your tire, right? And uh he went by, and as he went by, I saw the snake coming into the, the trail. Oh, and I Lord. saw it in enough time that like my front tire barely missed its head. Jeez. And then I'm looking down at it as I'm like lifting my, trying to lift my legs so that it's like, if it decides to like strike, it's not going to like get my feet. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, I hope I don't run it over. Like, like I didn't have zero time to think about it. Get but stuck in the trailer. Come up and they're like out across the trail. You're just like, stop. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. Let them go. Right. I learned a valuable lesson that if you throw rocks at them, it doesn't make them skirt away. Then instead they coil up and fucking hiss at you for another 10 minutes. So. <laughs> In the middle of the trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was a lesson learned. So I'm full of bad decisions. <laughs> That's why you're still alive. You got, we got to learn from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Dude, one of my buddies told me he takes his water bottle and he just gives them a little squirt of water. And I guess they hate that because they're already cold blooded. Uh, so that, that gets them to want to get out of the way. But, uh, you know, if your water is low, you might want to contemplate, do I want to really give them this water? I'm going to try to pee on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's warm. They might like it. <laughs> right? He's like, hey. <laughs> Get all mad when you're done. Like, where is all that warm water? It's gone. Right. <laughs> uh, my buddy Craig, MTV Raging, is in the house. What's up? He says, road piles on the miles. Back in my, my circuit days, 500 to 600 miles a month was normal for seven to eight months out of the year. Jeez, really? Yeah, I believe it. That's crazy. I used to do like uh my commute to work, I used to ride, and that was like 30 miles. It was like almost 36 miles a day uh-huh. that I was doing. And when I was doing that like five days a week, I mean that j- you just add it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, 30, yeah, for for sure. That that's crazy. I mean, I guess doesn't it freak you out now with like people with texting and driving at the same time like you're literally on the same roads as these cars a foot away from yeah, yeah mo- most of the, like where i was commuting at like uh for the most part i wasn't around a lot of vehicles uh-huh. um and then the loop that i do with the lady here in sacramento we have a a, a paved river trail uh-huh. that goes from sacramento to Folsom. it's 35 miles long Dang, that's got to be no cars, right? That's full on. Just- yeah, yeah, it's just like road bikes and and hikers and hikers. stuff. You know? Um, and that's like you know when you see like Cal- Colorado kid doing the night rides on it with with all the animals that you were talking about. Yes, yeah. A lot of times he was riding road bike on on that American River Trail. Got it. Oh, that's got to be cool. All yeah, the animals that come down to the water. Yeah, and that's super close to my house, so we only have like a couple of miles to kind of navigate through neighborhoods and then then we're on the bike trail so that's not that's not too bad so i don't really like i personally 
don't enjoy road biking at all. I just do it with the lady and because it's like really efficient to like burn some calories right out your house. Totally. Yeah. Um, especially if you have that trail right there. Yeah. You know? But to me, it's not like, I'm like, Oh, let's go like on a fun road ride. I'm yeah. Go get out of town. I'm a mountain biker, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like some of the road rides are, are more dangerous than our mountain biking just because you don't know what's coming up behind you and someone could be responding to some text message or whatever. And then that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's why I always tell people like I, why I like mountain biking better than road riding is like, I would rather take my chances with bears and mountain lions than teenagers with, with texting. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's scary. Um, check this out. This is an awesome handle. Jake from state farm is on the, is on the line. I <laughs> <laughs> says when I, when I had a good back, I was pretty decent at climbing. It's e-bike and lift access for me now, dude, that's pretty dope. Still getting that 140 beats per minute for two hours though. Heck yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, dude. I am. I, um, I, I borrowed one of my buddies e-bikes and we went on a ride in like a local area and I was sweating my ass off, man. It wasn't like I wasn't putting any less work in. Like you're just right. Like what I noticed is I was just riding at a super high cadence the whole time because yes. you're trying to keep that motor engaged. Yes. But um, I mean, you're throwing around a bike that's a lot heavier. So I feel like you're getting some some work from that as well. But at the end of the day, this is how I feel about it. If you're outside doing something right on. Totally. Like, who cares if it's got a battery or not? There's so many people sitting at home just watching Netflix and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing nothing with their life. Like, stop complaining about people <laughs> going outside and doing something. I got man. I totally agree with you. The only time I, so I have both I have an analog and e-bike. If I'm on that e-bike and I'm climbing up and I catch up to guys that are on analog bikes, I slow way down and I look for a great spot to try to get past them. Cause I just don't want to blaze past somebody, you know, yeah. and uh, take their motivation, take their, take the wind out of their sail, whatever you call it. Cause yeah. I think even I feel it. If I pass somebody, it feels like, Oh, Oh, I don't like that. I wish I had a different upline, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah. um, I've done a few rides with guys on e-bikes whenever I'm on an analog bike and it could be a ride that I've done a million times. And for some reason, when you're riding with somebody that ha that's on an e-bike, it does take all the wind out of your sails, dude. Cause you're yeah. just thinking the whole time, like, man, this climb really sucks. It must be fun for that guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but. No, dude. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, man. I did this one ride in this area that's, like, super fun to ride in, but it's it's a real, real shitty climb. We'll just say it that way. <laughs> and um, he's just, like, tootled along next to me, like, you know, rubber jawing, like, blah, 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 talk to me about all kinds of crap and i'm just like oh my god dude go go on go forward oh, i hate this climb right now like and i hate it more than i normally do just because i know that it's not as hard for him right now you know what i mean yes exactly like, i feel like if we were both on e-bikes then we'd both be hammering and then we'd both be like out of breath you know what i mean so totally. instead he's just like la da <laughs> <laughs> do you like another beer right <laughs> past yeah. the great poupon yeah <laughs> You sure? Oh, I forgot my gloves. I'll just run back to the truck for six miles and go get them real quick. You won't be much further than here. Don't worry about it. I'll see you before the top. You're like, oh, yeah, right. 
damn, all of a sudden I got leg cramps. <laughs> yeah, like when I was down at your event, I did 3,000 feet of climbing. So somebody said that that was probably like 10 or 11 laps. Uh-huh. And, um, but those guys on the e-bikes, man, they were zipping past me all day. Like those guys probably got 30 runs in in a day. Right. It's true, man. It's true. They did create a new uh, E-line that goes up and, and uh, you got to catch it. It's a real small turn, but if you yeah, see it, you catch it. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. It's pretty steep, but it gets you up in like two minutes up to the top. And then you don't have to navigate the switchbacks, you know, and pass everybody and everything like that. Um, I did that trail that goes around like the chunky, more techie one. What was that one called? Oh, yeah. Comet. Yeah, I did oh, that no, a no. couple times. Are, are we on the climb up or on the way down? On the way down. Oh, yeah. Comet. Yeah. And there's a climb off of that on the way back that apparently is much steeper than the normal one. Yeah. That's like bear tracks or something yeah, I like took that. that one. Oh, yeah. Lord. And I was already about 2,000 feet into my day. And Jeez, dude. I tell you what, it was one of those climbs where the whole time you're telling yourself, I just want to get off and walk. <laughs> and on the other hand, you're like, I ain't, I ain't doing that. I give yeah. up. You know, like, exactly. Because you don't know where you're it. at either, right? Because, like, right. at least for me, I've never been on the trail. So, in my mind, I'm like, if I get off and like 35 feet in front of me is like the top of the hill, I'm going to be yeah. pissed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I just, kept oh, pedaling, yeah. just all pissed off the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this one's really steep. That other climb is like super chill and fun. Totally. And that one was like not fun at all. That one wants to take your soul and it has yeah. zero switchbacks. It's just yeah. straight mobbing up. Yeah, it, yeah. It's all loose and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. oh my God. Yeah. You're like, what the hell have I got myself into? <laughs> well, at that point, like for some reason, right around that point is whenever I decided I wanted to at least get 3,000 feet before I stopped. And then that's whenever it was like, I went up that and I was like, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe I don't need 3,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> but once I got back over to the other climb, I was like, okay, this is not bad. Yeah, this is not bad. I remember we were talking that night after the Ride and Shine event. We were having a, a beer with Tim over at the campsites across the street. And you had mentioned something really cool about the climb because Tim was talking about climbing. And you had said, and I'm glad you didn't give up on that trail going up. And I love what you had said about climbing. It's like the climb, as far as looking at it, like either you stop and the climb's got you defeated. Oh. Because, yeah. What was it that you said about that? I loved what oh, you said. I always tell people, like, don't let it beat you until yeah, it beats you. That's right. And like, that's what I tell myself when I'm going up. And so like, what I mean by that is like, when you're going up and you just look up at this freaking nasty thing in front of you and you take like three pedal strokes and you're like, ah, screw it. And you get off and you just walk. Like you let it beat you. Like you didn't actually get, like you just gave up. Yeah. You know, yeah, more in the tank. Right. And what I like, when I say don't let it beat you till it beats you is like, keep going until you like can't get that leg, that last like pedal crank in or until yeah. your tire Slip slips or yeah. you stall out and you track stand for a second and then you just can't get going. Like that's when it actually beat you. Yeah. That's when you get off and that's when you walk. Yeah. But whenever you're just like looking at it and you just let it like mentally just be like, no, nope, that's too hard. I'm not doing it. Like that sucks. So like, I always just tell myself like, don't let it beat you until it beats you. And then when it, my tire spins out, then I'm like, sweet, I get the yeah. walk. 
you know, right. but like until then, if you just keep hammering, like you just keep trying to apply yourself, you'll be surprised at what you actually end up doing, you know, like how many times that it's really more mental than it is physical. So like true. just that drive to keep going, you know, so it's tough. True. Yeah. You know, it is tough. Yeah. And then that mentality is like, you got to stop. I think my heart's going to explode. Oh yeah. man, my legs are burning. And man, when you are able to hammer through that and you get to that sweet success of making it to the top, it's such a great feeling of accomplishment, you know, or like you said, go down in flames, lay on your shield. If the trail beats you, it's got to earn it. Yeah. 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 There were so many times that that little mantra has like gotten me to the top of a hill that I, I thought I wasn't going to get up at all, you know? Yeah. And I, I can assure you that day that I was going up bear tracks, like I was saying that because it was like, my legs were tired already. And, um, I just remember looking up and it was just like going straight up. And I'm like this, this <laughs> you know? Yeah. Am I but, sure? Am I going the right way? <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, I'm committed at this point and until like, that tire spins out or my front tire comes off the ground and I lose my balance or whatever it is. Like I'm going to just keep trying. And what do you know, dude, I made it up there. Love it. Expanding. I felt like a badass. Then I was like, yeah, I went up bear tracks. Did you, you go bear tracks? Yeah. Go bear tracks. Dude, no, one's, bike? <laughs> no one's touched that for a long time. <laughs> right. They're like, Oh, that one's a tough one. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's in a lot of the, when they have race events there, I think they put that in their upline which is uh which is super cool that they do that. Yeah, I'm sure that spreads the the group out, that's for sure. Totally, totally. Bomber crew's in the house, talk about vets and everything. Oh, uh yeah. bomber that's crew is here. Guys. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Robert's also uh actually Tim was part of the bomber crew. He had a bomber crew jersey on, but uh Fred was one of our speakers at Ride and Shine and uh is is in the military or was in the military. Robert, our guest tonight was also a service member in the army, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Dirty says, I love watching Rob's series on that. He went into all the details of the emotional craziness that goes along with it. Oh, yeah. I think he's talking about the weight loss thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. definitely a good video. MTB Gizmo's in the house. What's up, everyone? Cheers, cheers. Good to see you, dude. Um, Tumor says, I'm a fat dude who rides bikes and loves food, too. <laughs> 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 Jake from State Farm, here, here. You're going to love that handle. That's so funny. Oh, man. Kenny is saying, two underrated YouTubers. You guys are great and deserve much more followers. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, thanks, Kenny. That's cool. Tell all your friends to like and subscribe. That's right. Hit the down. <laughs> hit, <laughs> what do you say with the with the thumbs down? Hit it twice. It makes you feel yeah. better. <laughs> It'll make you feel better about yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I stole oh that like sort of from the um, the hot ones guy. He always has really good like like quick wit like witty kind of ways to say things like that. Yeah, and that was one where he was like, he said something about hitting the thumbs down button twice, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I'm I'm gonna use that. <laughs> Those of you guys that that just listen to podcasts and don't really watch YouTube, if you hit it twice, it undoes the the thumbs down so that's so funny <laughs> yes it does right it's so funny um so wait let's go back to the night ride real quick you were saying something about sasquatch and stuff like that uh -huh. that the fears of everything is, is always there right 
when you're probably writing at night. I can only assume because I've not done it yet, but I could also imagine looking up at the sky and just seeing like, I, do you ever have evenings where there's like crazy stars and it's just amazing to be out there? I would think that, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely the, some of those, those moments. I know there's some area like, there's a place that we ride called Rockville that has a pretty good like view of, of the city that's by it. Sort mm -hmm. of how like when we were up there at, at Sky Park, like you looked out and you could see all LA all lit up at night. You know, that, that's pretty cool. And, That'd be dope. Um, I've never really been like super like backcountry stuff out in, out in night riding, you know, so where the stars would just be like crazy, crazy good. But there's, there's definitely lots of good experience to it. I think that um, the first summer that I got into night riding, uh, we, we, or maybe it was winter. There was the first winter that we were, we started night riding in winter. And I don't think we rode in the, in the daytime that whole year, wow. but like a handful of times because it was just like, it just like in the winter, we were right night riding at night just because it was cool or because that was like when we could after work or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, um, then it worked out though. It was like, Oh, well, even the guys that had like kids that had to go to softball or basketball or soccer practice or whatever, they could go do all their family stuff, tuck their kids into bed at like seven. We'd go meet at the trail at eight. We'd go ride for a couple hours and then we'd sit out there on the trail head and drink beers. And like, it was That's like, cool. this is rad. And then they didn't have to feel like they were missing out on their family at all. And right. as it got into summer, then it was still cooler at night. And it was, it was, it was actually like, it became more of a thing than I thought it was going to when I first bought lights, you know? Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. It sounds like a cool adventure, like almost like you're camping out there with buddies. Yeah, probably not, yeah. probably not too crowded either. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't run into to many other people, which would be cool. Like for there's some certain spots that I would ride that you can't really pin certain trails because you don't know if there's going to be some hiker there around some corner or something like that. Yeah, and when you're out there at night, I mean. You don't have to worry about that. You yeah. know, <laughs> you can go no breaks. Yeah, yeah. Just no. freaking give it all you got. As long as wow. your lights are bright enough, you're, you're you're good to go. That's that's pretty cool. Jake from State Farm is asking: Has Rob <laughs> done any super long e-bike adventures or bike adventures? A hundred mile days are awesome. Yeah, have you done I've any never done anything? The only e-bike ride I ever did was just that. I've only done it once. I'd love to buy one, but. I keep coming up with like other analog bikes that I want to buy. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Well, and it's like, by the time I get the other one that I want, then I'm like, Oh, guess what? They're getting a new Bronson. Now. I'm going to get a mullet, you know, or that's right. Whatever. You're, you're a Santa Cruz guy. You, you love the Santa Cruz brand. Um, any, I mean, any hopes of getting any of those Santa Cruz e-bikes that they have? Yeah, that'd be rad. That's what I was thinking about picking up one of those. Um, what do you call it? The heckler. The heckler. I was thinking about getting the heckler. Uh huh. But right now, I honestly want the new Bronson. That's the mullet more than I want an e-bike. So I'll probably pick that up. I also i I want to get a new gravel bike. The one that I ride right now is pretty old, uh -huh. and I feel like at this point. I could sell it 
and still kind of get like post COVID decent money for it and roll that into a new gravel bike. So those are kind of like what I'm looking at bike wise right now. And then in my mind, I'll be like, after that, I'll buy an e-bike and who knows what, what happens there. So. Right, right. It also probably would be if your buddy started buying e-bikes too. You know, if the people that you ride with the most, yeah. is it uh, Moonlight Leatherfoot that you ride with a lot? No, or- not so much anymore. I, I, I'm um, ride a lot. Just I, I'm kind of all over the place. So yeah. But yeah, that's definitely one of those things that I see happen in other friend groups. So. Yeah. One of my buddies, uh, Joey Yates on Caged MTB, we always teased each other about e-bikes. You know, we'd put the bike in the in the little shopping cart and then we'd email us, we'd text each other the little shopping cart like, should I push the button? Should I push the button? That yeah. went on for like six months or so or more. And then one day he sends me the thing. He's like, guess what? I found out what happens if you push the button. And I was like, oh no, you bastard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did I have to go in and push the button too? <laughs> and yeah. uh, that, there we were, man. That was all it took which was yeah i would like to the the main reason that i wouldn't mind buying one is there's some areas that we will do shuttle laps on Mm. and i think that you could be just as as efficient maybe even more efficient on the e-bike doing shuttle laps than you could be like with us in our trucks yeah got it and it's just like you end up you know taking out four or five trucks to be able to like just shuttle everybody like get a bunch of runs before you have to reset everything yeah and um i feel like we could just pedal up on the e-bikes and get just as many laps in and not have to be dealing with that or it would be a situation where oh we don't have four or five trucks worth of of drivers today it's just me and a buddy you know what i mean it's like oh well we can just go do we can bang out just as many laps so and have, have a fun kind of shuttle day that yeah. like less in like less 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 pain cave you know totally and um kind of kind of like i feel like that's what it would be really good for at least for me i um i i, I couldn't see myself becoming like a a mostly e-bike kind of guy though exclusively yeah yeah it'd be too hard i feel like it's like surfing i feel like you need to have multiple types of tools for whatever terrain you're going to go on you know whether like in surfing shortboard longboard a fish it's just nice to kind of have a trail bike if you can afford maybe an enduro bike and then an e-bike when you want to have a a chairlift that you can control up the hill (laughs) so right 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 but then again, that's it, that's also a lot of dough. I mean, bikes are getting crazy expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this is what's going to happen. They they have road bikes that do this already, but it's going to get to a point where you take your your battery and your motor in and out, mm. and it's like analog bike or any bike, which oh. way you want to ride it. You know, so you're just buying one. Yeah. So. I- I've seen that kind of technology advertised on some on some of these like commuter roadish bikes mm-hmm. where you could take the battery off in it's like it's like the battery and the motor is almost one little piece. Yeah, it's all one piece. Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. yeah I, I feel like once the battery technology just gets a little better and like I think that's that's the way I see the sport ending up. Like because to ask somebody to go buy like I mean the cheapest e-bike that's a mountain bike that you could find 
that's decent is probably at least five six grand i think yeah. yt has one that that's pretty like it's right around six grand if i remember yeah correctly. yeah you're right those direct to consumer companies yt's got their core two yeah i think common Sol has theirs they're all like right there um so i mean it's not like you have to spend 12 to get an e-bike now you know correct I mean? correct like, pretty good to go spend six on an e-bike and then go spend another you know up to that or less you know i mean even for a decent mm -hmm. mountain bike i would say you want to be in the like somewhere maybe between two and three thousand dollar range to at mm -hmm. least get like pretty decent like components and stuff yeah and, so two i mean bikes. at that point you're like ten thousand dollars and two bikes into a sport like that's a lot it's a lot so if they could bring it down to where you're buying a bike that's like six grand and you can do either or yeah that would be dope right that would be dope did you see the trek just released their latest e-bike i think that thing's like i i could be totally wrong for those of you who are out there in the, in the chats back me up on this or correct me but i want to say it said it was like 14 grand oh shit. is that does that sound right i mean that sounds crazy. i wouldn't doubt it man i wouldn't doubt it dude the guys on moto are probably laughing at us that, but this uh, is the thing man i hear that all the time people are like oh i could buy a motorcycle for that much but check this out i'm not a motorcycle rider <laughs> like, like it's as simple as that like i don't really give a shit if you could buy a motorcycle with that like i could buy fourteen thousand dollars worth of cocaine too you know what I mean? like, like i want to ride bikes so, like if that's what i want to spend on bikes then that's what i'm going to spend on a bike. like, it just get like i don't understand why people always throw that like motorcycle thing out there it's like it doesn't even matter like you could, I, uh, oh i could buy a boat for fucking three times the money, you know <laughs> it's like, true i mean i guess maybe back in the day the technology it seemed like there was so much more that went into a motorbike than it did a bicycle but nowadays there's so much tech that goes into our mountain bikes yeah and that's the reason why i don't think that the, i mean i could be wrong maybe the motorbikes have also progressed a lot but man mountain bikes have come a long way from yeah, yeah. from back when they were just bicycles they're crazy machines now <laughs> Which is speaking of crazy, Charlie Hicks, my man, with the 1999 donation to the channel. Thank you. He says, stopping in to say hi. We'll watch tomorrow. Keep up the good times, Charlie Hicks. Thank you, my man. Yeah, yeah. I always see, I always see him on mine. I think he might be on my Patreon. Yeah, good dude. There, I always love seeing everybody in here. There's so many, so many good guys. I definitely wouldn't it be awesome if we could someday make it out to New Zealand and ride with this guy right here, Mr. Yeah, Marty Richards, dude. The guys always always on there supporting uh craig mtb raging comet is badass on an e-bike Ooh, yeah that's the trail you were I doing need to, i need to go back i need to get some redemption i want to do that little wood drop i didn't do that drop on comet oh yeah did you go around it yeah i rode the like like sketchy kind of sandy line on the left of it but i didn't didn't do the drop i feel like i know it's in my wheelhouse but it was just like a little bit in my head that day i was like I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to mess this up. You know what so, I mean? Totally. Totally. You were out solo too, pretty far from home. And all yeah. of us, uh, if we were just better, if I had found you that there were so many people, if I had found you, you know, uh, when you were riding with people, it would have been a lot better to. I rode through that the first time with uh, MTB Allen. He like pointed out and showed me and stuff like that. I just didn't feel, it just wasn't calling to me that day. You know what I mean? And totally. I've, I've definitely found like listening to the inside voices is, is good. It's always wise. It's wise, 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 wise. 
Uh, Tumor Warrior, we're catching up on the chat. Says, thank you for your service, Robert. Oh, man, right on. There you go. Uh, Riding Dirty's loving that. Thumbs down twice, baby. <laughs> Tony De Silva, the outsider, is in the chat. He says, hey, what's Robert's favorite movie? Ooh, on the spot. What so is I'll say this. I saw him when he typed that. And What's up, outsider, man? Uh, <laughs> I would say that my, like, knee-jerk, my favorite movie is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, that okay. would be the first thing that I would say. Yeah. But the movie that I've seen the most in my life, hands down, is Goonies. I've oh, probably yeah. seen that movie. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that movie. That's the so, best. Does That's... that make it my favorite because I've watched it the most or what? You know? Maybe. I mean, it's by choice, right? You're not just walking in like, what are you guys watching? Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Like, it's like even like because my kids, I as they were growing up, I made them watch every movie that I watched when I was a kid. So like when my daughter was in high school, she beat her teacher at some like 80s and 90s movie trivia because <laughs> she's seen them all you know? but uh yeah i i just like when we're bored we're like let's watch goonies all right you know <laughs> oh good i love i love that movie that the mystery like that crew like that's the first crew right on their bikes cruising down looking yeah, for the true. treasure yeah yeah right data there's so many good parts of that movie i mean oh. it's just like i don't think that movie could be as successful like today because of some of the cancel culture that's out there you know uh-huh but um for the time that it was it, it's a good movie man such a good movie i loved it when chunk was was getting his hand in the blender and he started talking about confessing everything is when yeah. i was in third grade i went to the balcony and i made this fake throw up <laughs> <laughs> they're like i love this kid right, right. <laughs> that's the best like, off. yeah just just be honest michael jackson never came to your house to use the bathroom he's like okay he didn't but his sister did <laughs> <laughs> love that movie love that movie in the housekeeper when uh when uh uh cory feldman talking spanish to her oh yeah they're they're gonna lock her up in the dungeon or something like that yeah yeah this is where he keeps all his heroin and don't mix the drugs (laughs) that's the best man i love that movie and then the whole treasure and one-eyed willie yeah oh man i think everyone's had to have seen the goonies if not they have to go get a refresh um tony's saying does he like Italian food? Of course. <laughs> I would say stromboli is my favorite food. Um, if you're from back east, you know what that is. But otherwise, it's like a pizza pocket, let's just say. With a meatball it, in it, right? No. No? No. <laughs> I was totally off. <laughs> but it, it's 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 just really good, man. It's my it's favorite cool. food by far. When I go home, I eat usually stromboli. Like, Let's say if I'm home for seven days, I'm eating stromboli five of them. <laughs> that's awesome man he's he's on a roll here he's asking will he eat wings this week that's a good one i don't <laughs> know whether or not it'll happen but i'm definitely a wings guy and i saw that he said somewhere in there that sky park wings are the best yes and i didn't get the wings while i was there i didn't know that they had good wings yeah so now i'm gonna have to go back we'll have to go we'll have to go back uh two more is saying wing stop or buffalo wild wings is what oh, B-dubs, definitely better than wing stop but hooters is better than b-dubs <laughs> and is there a Hooters close to you? I thought that no. there wasn't, right? No, they all close. So there is a ride that we do that's like two hours away from here. And one of the main reasons we go there is just so we can go to Hooters. 
Awesome. And when we go to Phoenix, we usually go to Hooners there too. Perfect. Now, literally, you go there for the chicken wings and not the chicken breasts, right? Just definitely the wings. But at that, because for real, like, we'll just. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the wings are the best thing there. We'll just say it that way. I remember you told me a story of uh, ordering like all these wings for you and a crew of guys that just got done with the ride. And I think you had said that the girl at Hooters was, was pretty new and her eyes look like, Oh my God, you're ordering like 80 wings. No, we ordered like a hundred and she acted like it was a big deal. And I didn't even understand it. Cause there was like five of us. And I was like, what are you freaking high? Like, <laughs> if I came in here, I'm like, Oh, you, you can eat night. There's, I, I could put a pretty damn big dent in that order by myself. Because <laughs> Hooters wings aren't big. They're not like B-dubs where you're like, man, you order like 15 B-dubs wings. You're like, man, I'm pretty full. Right? Yeah. But Hooters wings are like, like yeah, those wings, those chickens don't go to the gym. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, they've been playing Atari all day or something like that. <laughs> They're not big beefy wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny man that's funny tumor says haven't tried them i need to go back oh trail dogs is in the house what up trail dogs good to see you guys it's always good to see the trail dogs um guys so night rides uh i wonder what sedona would be like in a night ride if we if there was a trail i guess slim shady would be the best one that doesn't have a lot of exposure huh i rode uh i did a night ride in sedona and if if you're familiar from the event you can kind of like go through the neighborhood and then you can go down like Grand Central. Uh-huh. And it kind of pops you back out to the road and then you can just get back to the event. We did that at night. And that trail was super fun at night. Nice. But it's just like a like a haul haul and ass. Like it's flow. fast. It's got some flowy. It's got a little bit of chunky here and there, but not enough that you're like it's not like high line where you're gonna be like, oh fuck, I'm gonna die. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Those are the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh let's see. Trail Dogs is saying about Slaughterhouse. That one's a local one here close by. Uh, that would be kind of creepy at night. Dude, that's one of those Slaughterhouse Trail is is local and it's kind of off the radar, but it's one of those ones where the trees make a canopy and mm -hmm. it kind of goes alongside of a creek and there's poison oak on each side. Um, but there's features all over the place. But it looks like kind of creepy haunted because you're in this ravine. Yeah, yeah. And you can just see like a headless horseman coming at you. Right, right. When I've been in there and the sun's gone down and it starts to get dark through there, I'm like, man, I am out of here. Right. <laughs> and if I forgot something, I'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, riding through that, something like that at night would be kind of freaky. Dude, I, I'll tell you, like, the more that you ride at night, the, the less that it seems like a thing. Because those lights are so freaking bright, man. Unless you have crappy lights. Then I would say it's challenging, but like with most of the lights that are out now, it, it it's like you're practically riding in the daylight, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. And what what's the? It's called outbound lights. Those are the lights that you would recommend. Yeah, I would definitely recommend because they're like really well balanced between the headlamp and the and the um, handlebar, mm -hmm. and they're wireless too, so you don't have some like extra battery that you're trying to like put in your pocket or strapped to your bike or something like that. So they're, mm. they're, they're really well, really well made. Gotcha. I got to have to pick some of those up. I have, um, a, I have a podcast on the biker bar with them. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Good, I'll have good, to check. Good group of dudes. I'll have to check that out and then see which products I'll, I'll hit you up on the side, see which products you you'd recommend for handlebar and they have like a packet. Right? 
like okay. a like it's like a like a bundle, you know, like get the headlamp and the the handlebar. Like it's like three hundred bucks or something like that. Okay, okay, but, sweet. Yeah, if I can get out there when it's cooler, that would be nice. Trail Monster with a ten dollar donation to the channel says, "Mark, you guys ride Greer a lot." He says, "I'm heading to Greer AZ this Saturday near our lift park." I want to do a video of Greer Trails, but not mention the ones in AZ just to confuse people. Uh, <laughs> so there's a place called Greer out in AZ. I gotcha. That would be a that'd be a funny video. People would be like, I've never seen that trail before. <laughs> out that way. I did that when I filmed in um, UC Santa Cruz. Uh huh. And people get like super freaking bent out of shape about people filming there, right? Yeah. So I was riding with. Um, one of the guys from Zeroed and I was testing their bike. So the whole time I was there, I just told everybody I was in New Zealand. And <laughs> like the thing that was really funny was like people were commenting, like, that's really rad. You got to go to New Zealand. And I'm like, there's literally like cars driving by with a California license plate. <laughs> it's like I thought I was making it obvious that I was like bullshitting, but it was right. it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny. Was that a college? Did he just pass a college campus? You right. see <laughs> Santa Cruz. What the heck? Uh, outsider saying flight attendant is a thing, dude. So this is crazy. On Tony's flight attendant, his Capra has this automatic suspension, yeah. like component to it. I watched that video. It's crazy. I saw it in real life. We went to a place called uh, Snow Valley this last weekend. And he pulled the bike just off of the, you know, like the little bike racks. You just put your bike in, you go and buy your lift ticket, you come back out. He just pulled it off of there and the front tire just rolled over the bar and it made all these cool mechanical sounds. It was like, bzz, bzz, bzz. it was like fully adjusting to just that alone. Yeah, I think so crazy. I, so crazy. I feel like I have to like ride it to believe it. Have you, you, have you not? Mean? Yeah, I've not been on one. Have you? No, definitely not. I, I bet it would be. I'm not, um, I'm not a big YouTuber like Tony, man. Just rolling in the money. The <laughs> uh, bikes on him. Yeah. That bike is, that bike was good looking, man. And he, yeah. he was handling that thing like a champ. That's the new, uh, uh, YT Capra uncaged six, I believe, which is, uh, man, that was such a cool bike. Trail dogs is saying, not going to lie, Tony, that bike was fun, except having your shifting wrong. I wonder what that means. Uh, he probably had like um, he his axis like changed. Some people like it. I actually have my axis upside down to the way that it ships. Okay. And a lot of people hate it, but to me, it just makes more sense. Like when I push down, it's going up the cassette to like a harder gear. But I'm just like down. I want it to go down. Ding, 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 ding. Down to you a faster I mean? gear. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And when I want it to go up, I want it to go like to the easy one, and um, it just makes sense to me. And uh, most people, when they get on my bike, they're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> this is backwards. I didn't realize that. So it's not like uh, like our regular shifters where we have the inside shift, goes to a lighter gear, the, the outside. You can, you can, it's, gear. Since it's access, you can program it. So you just oh. open up the app and you change it. You're like, oh, I wanted to go this way or I wanted to go that way. God. But is it up and down? Like, are the two buttons on top of each other or are they side by side? They're kind of on top of each other, yeah. Okay, okay. It's kind of like your thumb sits in this, like, paddle. Crane. And so okay. you can like push up or push down. And then there's kind of, there's a trigger that you can get like on the front side of your handlebar as well. But I never use that. I've seen some guy use it. I just don't use it. Interesting. That's pretty cool, man. I'm digging that. Uh, we got a couple people chiming in on their favorite movies. Outsider is saying Billy Madison is his go-to. Mr. Adam Sandler. Right on, yeah, that's a good one. 
Jake from State Farm is saying Grandma's Boy is <laughs> one of the ones. He says that's a classic. He wants to add to it. Uh, Zach, two more is saying Spaceballs. That one's funny. Dude, a lot of these movies you wouldn't be able to make today, sadly. My daughter and I watched, we watched Half Baked yesterday. That was pretty good. <laughs> There's so many good lines in that movie. <laughs> Half Baked. Like, tell me you haven't wanted to quit one of your jobs one day and be like, fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> is that where it comes from? Is it from yeah, that, movie? that movie? dude. Oh my God. That is a classic quote, dude. When he's like, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Air Blair is saying, "Is it just me, or does Tony the Outsider and Biker Robert look like they could be related?" Oh, maybe. Hmm. Huh? You guys have any relation there? Who knows, man? Six degrees of separation, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. MTV Raddas has been here, been watching in the garage. Holy cow! This guy's out in the Coachella Valley, Palm Springs area. If your yeah, garage is one hundred and five, dude, Adam Miller, MTV Raddas, what is your garage? Holy moly! Uh, outsiders laughing at that <laughs> man dude i'm like trying to catch up on the chat you guys are like so good in there um but robert we are over an hour and uh dude i always love i always love talking to you man and i i'm so <laughs> grateful that you're able to hop on the podcast tonight yeah, for sure man that's a good time that was so so cool um one more here says i'm going to be serious alien is my go-to stuff there you go. Alien, huh? That goes along with the nighttime ride. Right. That could be a whole new show. Are aliens real? Ooh. And have you seen anything? I wonder. Yeah, we, could talk, <laughs> we could talk about that for that's my go-to on the history. Like, like when I'm going to bed, uh -huh. it's usually aliens or space that I'm trying to watch. Dude, me too. I, my lady likes to watch murders. I'm always joking, like, who's who's dying tonight? And then she's <laughs> like, okay, like what physics fucking space shit are you gonna like suck me into so. <laughs> well dude okay so the whole bob lazar thing maybe just take a few more minutes here bob yeah, lazar you do whatever you want, man. Cool. is it is it you think that dude's telling the truth or you think he's lying i don't know man there, there's something a little weird about that guy man yeah he's like, a smart dude i mean yeah yeah there's i mean i don't know does your your bs Radar go off a little bit on I him. Feel like it, it does, man. I, I just like, I don't know, man. It's like I, I mean, at the end of the day, what you're asking is, do do I believe in aliens, right? Yeah. You know, like that's really the question. Like, screw Bob, whether or not he he's on to something or not. You know what I mean? Right. Whether he worked on those things or not. Right. Right. But like to me, if you sit and think about how big space is, it'll 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 screw with your head, like. It like just doesn't make any sense that you know, like recently they have these pictures on online for or on on stuff because of this satellite that they got out there taking all these rad ass pictures, right? Yeah. And oh it's like, God. oh yeah, this is 14 billion light years away. Right. So it's like how fast the light goes when you like turn on the switch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like poof. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's been moving at that speed for 14 billion years. That's ridiculous. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. So, like, and that picture that you're seeing is actually a time machine because you're seeing it from 14 billion years ago. Right. 
you're not right. seeing what's happening. Like that thing could not even be there anymore. It could be totally gone. Yeah. They were just seeing I mean, the light. They like they could have came along, blew each other up three times by now. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't even have a clue. So yeah. like in that aspect of like how big the universe is and all the galaxies and all those stars that you see in the sky, like they could all have planets around them. Yeah. Like 10 or 12 of them or whatever, five fucking two. It doesn't even matter. There's so many stars up there. It's ridiculous. So, so to think about all of that and to think that we're the only planet and all of that, that has that life has like come together on. I think seems, that's a stretch. Seems you know a little I mean? ludicrous, right? When you yeah. think about the math and everything, right. but the distance for you to travel between anything at least with any kind of technology that we understand right now, that's the part where it's like, I don't know if we're ever going to see any aliens, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. It would take forever. I mean, if something's moving at the speed of light, which is what almost a, I forget. It's like some God awful, crazy hundred million thousand miles an hour. It's like 360,000 miles a second. I think a second. That's geez. And it takes me like for me to drive to your house in Sacramento would take me like six hours in a car. When I was in college for fun, I was just like doing all this math. And, and uh, I was like, man, I wonder how long, like it would take us to get to the next closest star. And the next closest star is just like, I, I think it's like four light years away or some shit like that. Right. Wow. Four and a half light years, right? A full year at moving at 300,000 miles per second. Right, right. So like, <laughs> so four years. So I like just did the math of like the fastest that we could be going is like with current technology. I think I, I used something like, I don't know, like 50,000 miles per hour. It would still take like 100,000 years to get there. Jeez. <laughs> it's like <Bro>. ridiculous. <laughs> you have to freeze yourself and hope that when you get there, yeah. that there's the technology to bring you back. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing that makes it possible, right, is like if traveling at the speed of light stops time. That's what like basically Einstein says. Yeah. Or there's down. wormholes. If one of those two things is not accurate, then maybe we can get it across the galaxy. Right. But until then. Fucking Bob's full of shit, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. The outsider says, or are they already here? Yeah, Dude, deep. we'll deep. have to get you at, back on a podcast so we could talk about uh, aliens and mountain biking and, and things of that nature. That would be super fun. Yeah. Um, everybody that's in the chat, thanks for coming along on the ride on the podcast today with Robert and I. Uh, Biker, I love your outro. Would you mind doing me a favor and taking us out with your outro? Oh, for sure, man. If everybody, I'm, I'm glad that everybody is here. I really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. And if there's only one thing that you remember, or one thing that you take out of this, remember it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and Gotta be one. Be one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Segment Podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, would you do me a favor and just head on over and create a review? It truly helps get the episode out to more mountain bikers out there. Hope you guys are doing well. As always, dream big, set those goals, work those goals backwards into today and put all that hard work into it because, hey, all of your hard work is always going to pay off. Hope you're all doing well and look forward to seeing you on the next one or out on the trails.